Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study, the 7 a.m. meeting. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, August 18th, 2017. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter Into Action. We are on page 84, and we will be reading the third paragraph. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Zakia J, the 12 Traditions, Liz V. And our text readers are Penny C, Katie G, Anita J. And our newcomer greeter is Kathy M. And our host for the second hour is Lynn S. And the share ID for yesterday, Thursday, August 17th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 10,000. 322 10322 and the share ID for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10324 10324 OA preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that People who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Zakia J to read the 12 steps, please. Thank you so much for the honor to serve. This is Zakia, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles and all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to serve, and I pass. Thank you, Zakega. Liz, and now I will ask Liz V. to read the 12 traditions. Thanks, Liz V. I'm recovered compulsory reader in North Carolina. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse finance or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the, at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Liz V. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we are resuming our study of the big book. 
We are on page 84. We are on the third paragraph that begins, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. We will be reading only that one paragraph, and comments will be taken on that. And I will ask Penny C. to begin reading for us, please. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for your service, Monica. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overreader from the Boston area. Go Red Sox. Uh, and what I'm reading this morning, my privilege is to read what we call the 10-step promises, which means that once we've been through the steps and we're practicing step 10, we can look forward to what this paragraph is going to tell us. So, On page 84 at the bottom, it says, And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And this paragraph is just, um, when I talk, speak at a group when I'm asked to qualify, and I want to say what I've been you know, I tell what I what I was like, what my experience has been, and then you know what I am like now, especially as far as the food addiction. This is the I say this is it. I can I can read this paragraph, and I I have what what I call a gratitude attack every time because this is how I live today. I live in in no fear of the food. Um, you know, for more than 47 years, I, I was I was in bondage to the food, and to have freedom from food thoughts and having to get up every every morning and head straight to the refrigerator or the cabinets and make make a, a you know a beeline to to food of any sort whenever I was uh, discontent, afraid. Even when I was very happy, what a what a real miracle this is, you know. It's it's a miracle is something that's contrary to nature that you know can be attributed to a supernatural power, you know. With that, with God's help and only with God's help, I realize that. Do I live like this today? Uh, you know, I hear so many people in the rooms that have been around for many many years. And I'm talking about abstinence, and I need to stop. Uh, and and yet they still are not able to. Excuse me. Uh, they're still not able to stop. So with that, I'm going to pass. And thank you, everybody, and thank you, God.
Thank you, Penny C. And I will now open it up. And who else would like to share our paragraph? Wait a minute. (laughs) All right. I heard Jackie B and someone else. Charles. Amanda. Charles. Laura and Melissa. Matt. Got you, Matt. Melissa. Amanda. Arlen G. Arlen. Amanda. Wait a minute. Amanda. Amanda R, I think. Okay. Lauren N. Lauren N. Gotcha, N. Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) It's Larry. Larry. Okay. All right. This is what I got right now. I think Jackie B, Charles H, Matt M, Melissa C, Harlan G, Amanda R, Lauren N, and Larry K. There's a good group. All right. Jackie B, you're up. Okay. I'm Jackie B from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for your service. Um, uh, Penny, you're right on the money. Uh when I when I read this with everyone, I was like, wow. And I've been in program 25 years. I'm one of those people that have done the program in all shapes, ways, and forms. And it's only this last year really understanding the big book uh, that I got it. Once I took care of the allergy and uh, <clears throat> don't eat those foods that will trigger the cravings and the obsession, oh, my God, I was, like, amazed. The very first day, the quietness, the stillness, the not concern about when my next meal was going to be. I was like, who the hell is this? Excuse my language, but that's all I could say. I was like, what is this? How could this be? I don't understand. And then I kept running towards uh, the big book study, running towards being of service. All of a sudden, I had time in my hands because I had my mind open. All of a sudden, I realized that, you know what? If I'm not afraid of the food, then what am I afraid of? I'm afraid of people, places, and things. I'm afraid of uh, looking at myself, seeing that I was selfish and manipulative. I was uh, scared that nobody was going to like me, and da-da-da-da-da, and I had a whole list of what's, what's, what's. Today, I know that as long as I keep a fit spiritual mind, going to my higher power, hold me, this is what I am, this is what I'm feeling, but it doesn't mean that I can't keep moving. These, this program helps me keep moving. I put one foot in front of the other, and I work it. And I admit who I am. I admit that I'm a compulsive overeater. I don't fit life into my program. My program goes with me, and I keep it with it, and I work it. I work it wherever I go. Um, I'm not scared nor fearful of it. And if I am, I tell you. That's the gift. The gift is, is that I'm honest today. I tell you what I feel. I tell you how I am, and I accept. Accepting Jackie, accepting everyone else around me helps me move forward and not to the food, not to the bags, boxes, and and uh, chips. I am just so grateful today. I Yesterday, I was 
I had a fear. I reached out to another uh, compulsive overeater, and they helped me. And I, t- yesterday, I was able to be of service to others. So I, wherever you're at, know that what this promises in the 10th step will happen. Just hold on, ride with the group, and you'll get there. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Jackie B. Charles H., it's your turn, then it'll be Matt M. Thank you, Monica, for your service. Jackie, thank you. Uh, you, you cracked the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> anyway, Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I like this comment always saying, and that's what these promises in the 10 steps remind me of, quit stuffing your face and start facing your stuff, Charles, every single day. And these things will happen for me. I will react sanely and normally. Um, you know, I'm going to keep it real. I don't care what no sponsor says. But don't line up with the big book. I'm dubbing it for real because, I, you know, I, I can tell you, I am I am willing to, um, you know, before when y'all were saying on page 75, take the, put the, book, take the book down and read the five proposals, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Now I'm willing to. You know, even if the book is taken down, I'm willing to put it up and then take it back down because these instructions precisely has has changed my life revolutionary, um, enormously, unbelievably, right? I'm just so grateful um, for this process. And I'm not cocky about it, and I'm not afraid. I'm just in neutral, right, just cruising, not going backwards, forward a little bit at a time. I'm facing my stuff. You know, no matter what stuff it is, I gotta face it. I got to face it every single day. Now I may not be I may not be part of no ten step group, but I got I got God on my squad and he is my ultimate. And I go to him and then I go to his people because a a, a wise person on this line once said to me that God uses broken people like me and you to help broken people like me and you. And with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Matt M., it's your turn, and then it'll be Melissa C. The 10-step promises are such wonderful pieces of words and phrases that I would love to have them in my life. I can't, it's hard for me to be completely absent now because of my living situation where I live. There's no kitchen to work with. So, and, um, so I'm looking at these promises, I'm thinking I'd love to have uh, not even squaring off. I love to have the problem have been removed. There's an exist for me. It exists for me, but I can tell at least one one meal a day I'm abstinent, and the other two is a, is a, uh, the other two are still up in the air. But you know, I do have hope. That's the word. That's what these promises give me. They give me hope that I can be free someday, and I can get where I want to go and be where I need to be. Thank God I'm working on myself, but I do have a sponsor that I'm doing the best I can when I've been given, and I'm not giving up because giving up is just is even worse than. And leaving the room is even worse than that. Then keep trying. So I'm definitely grateful that I have the ability to keep trying and to work this program one day at a time without passing. Thank you, ma'am. Melissa C. It's your turn, and then it'll be Harlan G. Hi. Good morning, Monica. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi. Good morning. It's Melissa C. Recovered compulsive overeater. I'm just gonna start my timer. Um, you know, yeah, of course there was like a lineup this morning because this is like, this is a miracle. And if, if you're experiencing this, the excitement I have of like talking about this um, is, you know, is my heart's like pounding. Um, 
you know, to not fight anything or anyone, like, you know, for me, it's like, so I'm not fighting my weight. I'm not fighting um, food because I've always been in a conflict between either I'm fighting the food and the weight um, or I'm fighting everybody around me, you know, and like possibly winning the food and the weight thing. Um, and, you know, and so like, yeah, I'm not fighting anything. Um, it's like I'm no longer reliant on willpower or resolve to stay away from the food. And, you know, I never even dared to dream that. I thought that the best I could ever hope for um, was stronger willpower, that I was going to someday um, become this woman that was thin and disciplined, that I could have small bites or pieces of something, um, you know, and have some willpower around it. But that is not what this promise is. You know, today, I just don't want it. it it's like, I'm not swearing it off. Um, you know, I'm not holding my breath underwater. But I can honestly say, you know, that my kids can eat anything in front of me, that anything can be brought inside my house. Um, I don't look at it. It doesn't pique my interest. You know, I can frost a cake. <laughs> you know, I can scoop ice cream. Um I can pass out cookies, and, like, none of it calls my name, and it's not a lie. It's not like I was given any additional willpower, you know, and um, so, like, I was away with family last week at this wedding in Chicago, and and family members, um, you know, who don't live with me, who haven't seen me in years, um, all commented on my physical transformation, and, and they watched what I ate. I could see, you know, no ego here, because I got a few comments like, wow, you really have a lot of willpower. You're really disciplined. And at one point, I started to explain, and then I realized um, it wasn't necessary. It was over-explaining, um, and I could just smile. But the truth is, I almost felt like a fraud, because it wasn't difficult. It wasn't a reliance on willpower. It was I work my program. I stay spiritually fit. I don't fight anything or anyone. So family things come up when I was away. Um, and my, you know, my code is love and tolerance. It's not getting my way. And so um, I lived in agreement. And when I live with agreement and I work my program entirely abstinent, because I'm not cocky, these foods are still allergic for me, um, the, the problem is removed. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Harlan G., it's your turn, and then it'll be Amanda R. Thank you very much, Monica, and thank you to Team Friday for making this wonderful excuse me, meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. And when I read this paragraph, what this paragraph means to me is a lot more than words can express. What it means to me is freedom. What it means to me is unshackling of the hell that the food wrought into my life. It isn't just the food that this paragraph is talking about to me. It is if you were a Republican, I was a Republican. If you were a Democrat, I was a Democrat. If you liked red, I liked red. If you liked green, I liked green. I had to do whatever it was to get you to like And if there was a room of people where there was 99 people wearing a T-shirt that said, I love Harlan, 
and one guy was sitting off in the corner without a T-shirt on, I would have to spend the entire night trying to cultivate that person to wear the T-shirt and to like me. I don't have to do that today. I can walk around as a free man. I can walk around and I can have this position of neutrality, safe and protected, not just from food, but from the events of life, the people, places, and things that used to torture me. I have been laughed at in public places. I have been so fat that I have been a walking fruit show. Children have laughed at me in shopping centers and stores. People have yelled things at me from cars. I have had people come up to my table in restaurants and take the food off my plate, give it to the busboy and say, he doesn't need this, he's too fat, and I didn't even know them. And there was a strong part of me that said, I deserve this because I'm so fat. I can walk around and be who I am, and I can like me today because of the work that I put in at doing recovery and working my program, helping others, I can like me. And in liking me and loving God and putting God first, others second, and me third, because of the 11th step and because of the 10th step and because of the 12th step, I went out of order there, I can be in that place of neutrality. You like me? Great. You don't like me. If I've done anything to you, I'll make amends to you. If you don't like me, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just going to go on living, and I'm going to pray to God that you do too. And I want for you what I would want for me, and in the same measure. I have freedom today as long as I keep working this program. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Harlan G. Amanda R., it's your turn, and then it'll be Lauren N. Good morning. It's Amanda R. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Maine. And I uh, wanted to throw out this bit of experience I have is that this this paragraph has been particularly helpful if I'm uh, talking to someone I'm sponsoring and um, they're a little reluctant to go through the steps. And basically, this paragraph says, here's what um, here's what you get out of working through the steps. These are these are the results. They're not the results of abstinence only. And I think a lot of people have been in away for a long time and they haven't yet understood the message that there's more than abstinence only. And in fact, that abstinence only is pretty much doomed to failure. So I always point this point people to this paragraph when they're wondering what's in it for me. Like it's you know, I'm going to go through, I'm going to look at my character defects and I'm going to make amends. I mean, that sounds pretty crazy. All I want to do is lose the weight. Why, why are you telling me that these steps are, are helpful and, in fact, necessary? And and this is um, this is just one of those very useful paragraphs. And, and I certainly, when I was going through the steps, did not believe that these promises were really going to come true for me. It, it just seemed very far-fetched. But what... I just kept listening to this meeting, and I kept working based on the hope I heard in all of you guys. I kept going. I was like, well, I don't know. They can't all be wrong. I mean, 
<laughs> must be some of them have, have some truth in what they're saying. I was pretty skeptical. Um, I guess I'm kind of skeptical by nature, so don't take it personally, anyone. Um, but that that kept me going. The hope in in you guys' voice that 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 this does work. So that's a helpful trick for anyone who's sponsoring or anyone who's just getting going um, to read this paragraph and and there's there's the the light at the end of the tunnel of all these steps and uh, I'll pass thank you thank you Amanda R Lauren N it's your turn and then it'll be Larry K good morning all fellows can you hear me it's Lauren N yeah yes Thank you all for this meeting. Um, Like the previous speakers have said, without this meeting, uh, well, thank God for recovery. That's all I can say. Thank God for recovery. One day at a time, I'm able to say I'm a recovered person. And wow, what a freedom this has been to be able to be present in my life in a way that I have never been before, to be able to be, to let feelings happen and feel them and be okay with them regardless, to be alive today and be happy to be alive, happy, joyous, and free. I never thought I'd get this. I never thought this was for me. I thought only other people get it. I'm not capable of doing this. And I'm now almost a year, almost a year without any sugar. And one day at a time, I get to work my program. I hold on to this meeting and these, and you all, my fellows, and as they say, Um, As you all say, my gods with skin, I love you all, and thank you for this meeting, and have a great Friday. Thank you, Lauren N. Larry Kay, it's your turn. Hey, Monica, good morning. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you. Hey, Monica, can you hear me? Now I can. Hey, Larry. Okay. Okay. Hey, Monica. Sorry about that. Larry K., um, recovered compulsive overeater. Start my timer. Um, here's a promise. Here's a promise. I know this from experience because I've experienced it. I promise that if you don't do the work, you won't experience that recovered state. It's it's a no. It's not a it's a guarantee. I will guarantee you from my bitter experience that if you don't do the work, you will not get this. And you don't have to do it perfectly, but I can assure you, if you don't do the work, you will not be brought to this state of this recovered state. Not because you're a bad little boy, bad little girl. That has nothing to do with it. You know, I was a I was the big dipper. Uh, what I mean is I, I, I would dip my toes in the pool, but I wouldn't jump in. I was all about dipping my toes. Oh, that's, yeah, it's a little warm, a little cold, a little, you know, I'll, I'll try it. I was a corner cutter. I looked for an easier way, way before I ever got in a program. 
always looking for an easier way. Um, and and in my in my life, you know, the noose around my neck began to tighten the noose of this disease. You know, these promises, what they assure us is that if you do this work, you you pick up your axe. You know, if, if you pick up an axe to chop down a tree, you don't get to choose if that tree falls. It may appear that you do, but you really don't. All you get to do is you get to chop. It'd probably be a good idea to chop, you know, there's there's probably a manual that would tell you how to chop that tree with the axe to be most effective. But I can assure you, if you don't pick up that axe, you can come to uh, Vision for tree, chopper, tree Choppers every day. You can hear how other people are using their axe, how they're chopping. But if you don't chop, you're not that tree. You can assure, you're guaranteed. I promise you the tree will never fall. But if you do this work and you follow the instruction manual, this is our text, you will get this deal. And that was hard for me to, to, gra you know, to grasp, to understand, to embrace that, you know, that if I did this work, that this was possible for me. I mean, what, what do you mean that I would be brought to a recovered state? The problem would be solved? Really? Really? That's what happened to me. Can't explain it. I just had to start picking up my ax and trusting in the process and perhaps detaching from, from the outcome as best I can because I wasn't in charge of it. God was in charge of that. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. And for anyone who's just re gotten on, we are on page 84. We are reading the third paragraph on page 84, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. Just that one paragraph. And who else this morning would like to comment on this paragraph? We are. Mike. Okay. Uh, all I got was Vasa and Michael. Barbara. Laura A. T. Kim G. Barbara. Okay, I got Julie Barbara, R. Kim G, Laura, Laura somebody, Julie R. Craig F. All right, this is what I got. Craig. All right, this is what I got. I got... Uh, Vasa O, Michael, Barbara E, Kim G, Laura, I didn't get your last initial, Julie R, and Craig F. All right, Vasa O, you're up. Good morning, everyone. It's Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Ovidia calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And thank you, all of you, for, for your service this morning. It's an awesome meeting going this morning, and I'm grateful to be here. And... Uh, there was a promise made to me. If I followed directions, the directions that were laid out in this book, the big book, the recipe, that I would recover with the food and uh, everything would become better in my life if I was just ready and willing to surrender to a higher power greater than myself. And at the beginning, I had the gift of desperation and I was willing and I was ready. And I remember saying, I will surrender to anything or anybody as long as I, you know, put this food down and keep it down. I could put it down, but I always picked it up. And then, you know, of course, the, the doctor's opinion was just awesome. You know, when, when I read and I was told that I had the allergy of the body, I had no clue. But I knew I had the craving and I know 
I was into the sugars. This is for me. Some people might not have the allergy, but I know I did. Nobody needed to diagnose me. I diagnosed myself. So, uh, and at the beginning, you know, when I surrendered with the food and I became abstinent, and I was fighting at the beginning because I wanted to go back to the food because I couldn't ever imagine living life without the food for the rest of my life. And again, I kept on tapping on God's power, on my higher power to help me to get through one meal at a time, one day at a time. And after a while, it was just not a problem. And at the beginning, I would recoil from all, from like a hot flame, you know. But today, it just comes natural. I can go anywhere, any place. I can be abstinent. I can serve it. I can cook it. And people can serve it to me. No, no thank you. I don't do those things. And I bring some of the stuff with myself. Where I go, places, if they don't have what I, what I need, I bring away myself. So, and, I, and, and the fighting, and, the, and it's not just with the food. It's with people, places, and things. I never thought I would have the freedom to, you know, to be in a neutral way and to be happy and to be joy, in joyful, joyful place with being just with abstinence and working through the 12 steps. I mean, I heard you can recover if you put the food down and you work the 12 steps and the promises are right here and they have been fulfilling to me. One promise with the fears, worries, and anxieties. Also, I'll wrap it up. Not with just the food, with the fears, resentments, anxieties. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I have to pass it on, what has been given to me so freely. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Michael, you're up, and then it'll be Barbara E. And Michael, I did not get the initial of your last name. Good morning, Monica. Can you hear me? I can. What's your initial of your last name, Michael? It is Michael H. Okay. Thank you. You're up. You're welcome. Thank you for your service today and for everyone who makes this amazing meeting process. I wanted to plug into the power of the pages. This is Michael H., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the great state of Illinois. And real quick, just what this means to me. So I, I came to, when I came to OA, I was given, the, as I said many times, the gift of desperation. Why? Because for the previous approximately 30 years, I'd, I had been the tornado flying through my world and, and really destroying everything and everyone because I'm an addict. And, and I everywhere I looked, there was no no boundaries. I had no boundaries. It was a tornado with no boundaries. When it came to relationships, if we look on page 52, the bedevilments were alive and well, and I had no control, zero control. I was fighting with everyone and and doing everything I could to help satiate the fears that 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 were in my life that ruled my life because. I'm so selfish and self-centered, right? So, so I come to OA, and I start working the program, and 
I've actually, I lost my train of thought, I'm so sorry. So I come to OA and I hear this promise that I can cease fighting anyone. I can cease fighting anything. And there, there's words like, there will be sanity restored. I'll seldom be interested in, in peanut M&Ms. Are you serious? That That's not even possible. That I'll react sanely and normally to the world around me without picking up the food. That That's not possible either, is it? Well, this says this is a miracle. For me, it, it has been that I've experienced that miracle, but it's not an accident. It hasn't happened by accident as someone says there's no magic or pixie dust involved. Um, I have to work these steps, and I did, and I've experienced this, and by the grace of God. There's, the dashboard tells me there's 200, some 260 plus people on the line this morning listening to all these wonderful shares. And if you haven't experienced this promise, um, I just would suggest that you call someone, call someone on the, on the line, call someone on the list, and, and get started. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Michael H. Barbara E., it's your turn, and then it'll be Kim G. Barbara E., we can't hear you. Star one to unmute. Can you hear me now? Now I can. Oh, thank goodness. Of course I got booted off. Um, I will just say I'm Barbara E. from New Jersey, and I love these 10-step promises. Uh, We will have neutrality around food. But for me, I am neither cocky nor afraid. I believe that if I forget the past, I'm doomed to repeat it. But I must stay in fit spiritual condition. Before OA, what was I like around food? I coveted everyone's food. If you had it, I wanted to jump across the table and eat it. I couldn't go into a... Dunkin' Donuts without buying every single donut in sight and eating the whole dozen of them on the way home and then having my dinner. I was a goldfish. I ate till I was full, exploding, waiting till I felt my stomach calm down and then going back and eating again. What am I like today? Food, a bakery, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, a restaurant where people are eating words that have crispy and fried and um, all those buzzwords in it, they don't bother me. Food to me like is like the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I can go into the museum and admire a Monet or a Van Gogh but I am not tempted to take the painting off the wall and walk away with it, nor am I tempted by the smells or the sights or the eating of others. I am in that wonderful, safe feeling of neutrality. But here's the key. I must stay in fit 
spiritual condition. And it doesn't just Mm -hmm. stay with my food. It goes into my life with other people. I heard someone earlier in a share, and they've all been wonderful, talk about a code of love and tolerance. That's what I try to practice every single day. Say the set-aside prayer, hope and pray that God will lead me to the right decisions. Try not to exhibit any of my character defects, which are few, and not few, sorry, the exact opposite, quite a bit of them. But I know that I am imperfect, and if I do, I can reach out to others. I can ask myself who I'm annoyed with, why I'm annoyed with them, what it affected, and what I can do or say or not do the opposite of. Thank you all for your wonderful shares. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Kim G., it's your turn, and then it'll be Laura. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Ceased fighting happened automatically. New attitude towards food, not avoiding temptation, neutrality, safe and protected. The problem's been removed. That is my experience. You know, I have to say, I wish that we read these promises at the end of the meetings, because this is why I came to OA. I came to LA because I was being tortured by food. But, you know, I often think, I often, you know, this is my opinion, I think some of the, one of the reasons we don't read these is because many people in Overeaters Anonymous don't think this is possible. They think this is a fantasy. You know, for 17 years in LA, what I did is I put the food down and I faced the food and I fought the food with everything I could. I white-knuckled it. I avoided people, places, and things. I avoided triggers. I, I watched for halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I used 90 and 90. I did tool after tool after tool. Now, six and a half years ago, what I did is I put the food down, and I faced the solution with everything I had, and I ran towards the solution. And what I experienced were these promises. Because, you know, in fellowship, without the steps, what I found was temporary respite. And I thought that was the best I could do in Overeaters Anonymous. But when I really worked these steps and I made this a way of life where these 12 steps were everything or they were nothing, I found freedom. You know, I I want to assure you, everyone this morning, that I am a compulsive overeater. I fully concede that. But I also want to assure you, I do not suffer from compulsive overeating. You know, right now I'm convinced of two things. I'm convinced that I am experiencing permanent recovery. I am not cocky or I'm afraid. But I also understand if I stop doing this work, if I stop treating this, this, this malady and, st- and I'm out of uh, fit spiritual condition, I'm probably three or four days from a relapse because I understand what I suffer from. And that might seem like quite a paradox. But that is my reality. I am, do not one day at a time white-knuckle my food, which I think many of us think that's what we need to do, but I one day at a time work these steps and I live a life in which I'm happy, I'm joyous, and I'm free. And let me tell you, that is available to every single person on that line, this line today. That is not anything that needs to be thought of as impossible for anyone. It is absolutely possible for everyone if you take the actions described in this book. 
And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And there's someone unmuted. We could hear you coughing. And next, I have Laura. And I didn't get the initial to your last name. If you could tell us that, please. And then it'll be Julie R. Hi, this is Lori T. I wasn't sure if there was a different Laura. Mm. Go ahead. I'm not sure. <laughs> you got okay. it. It's yours. Okay. All right. Well, if Laura's out there, she can chime in and let me know. Thank you. Um, gosh, just so grateful. This um, We've ceased fighting. I'm going to cry. I know it. <laughs> For one thing, this program has helped me cry again. It's uh, so wonderful. And we cease fighting anything or anyone. And I must tell you, to have finally stopped fighting myself, you know, there was so much I would bolster up about myself to say, I really like this about myself, or I would have a good feeling when, <clears throat> pardon me, I accomplished something. But it was so short-lived. I just would look in the mirror, or I would walk past the window, or I would look at other people, and I would just begin to hate myself and hate my life and and hate the fact that I just, couldn't, I couldn't control myself. I simply couldn't control myself. And I'd been taught that if I couldn't control myself, then I had a problem. But I was also taught that I should be able to fix the problem. And the grace of these steps is that I I don't have to fix the problem. I have to do the work and God will fix the problem. Just as it says here, it's just come. That's the miracle of it. Because I exerted myself. I, I was obsessed with trying to find the solution. And I knew the answer was in some book, in some practice, in some thought, in some person. And I searched, I'm sure, like so many high and low and far and wide. And I just got further and further and further out there. When futility is the obvious answer, I might as well go to the bitter end. There is nowhere else to look. And by some miracle, I managed to hear the steps. I've heard them a couple of times in my life, and I tried this 12-step, and I was like, it, it just didn't connect. And and one time it did recently in January. It started, well, really December. It started to connect. And then everything else fell into place, the program, my sponsor, my higher power. And here I am today laughing and happy, and I don't fight with Lori T. anymore. I just enjoy her, and I hope for her, and I forgive her, and I love her, and I'm at peace with her. And that is the miracle of it, among so many others with me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lori T. Julie R., it's your turn, then it'll be Craig F. Hi, thank you, Monica. This is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. You know, I mean, you could spend hours talking about these promises, and and I just have to look at, you know, this rabid animal that I was, you know, consuming five days' worth of food before I had my last surrender, and to where I am now, the neutrality around food. You know, I don't white-knuckle... Anytime, not since the, that when I 
woke up from the food fog and said, I can't do this anymore. God help me. And I took the action. I, I mean, I'm looking around there in the kitchen, there's stuff. I live with a non-addict. I bake. I have candy on my um, desk for the engineers. It's just stuff. And I don't fight with it. It's, I have total freedom. I go on vacations. I travel constantly. It doesn't matter if I have to go to the grocery store and buy salad or if I make it myself. We could be abstinent under any kind of um, situation. But the miracle is I don't fight. I am so free. And it's like, like I said, I mean, you take this person who ate five days worth of food in a two-hour period to where I am today. I didn't do this. There's no way I could have done that because if I did, I wouldn't have needed Overeaters Anonymous. And But there's that caveat, right? As long as I stay in fit spiritual condition, what does that mean? Well, I know for sure what happens when you don't stay in fit spiritual condition because that happened to me. Um, and I had to step down as a moderator about three, four years ago because I let I lapsed. And I got back into the food fast and furious. But what do I do today? I pray. I meditate. I wake up untreated. I I go to God as soon as I wake up. I do a 10th step if I need to in, during the day. I do a written nightly inventory. I sponsor. I connect with recovered people. I connect with people in relapse. I um, am of service to not just OA but to my family that's, you know, it's God, which is program, life, family, fellowship. I cannot rest because if I slow down, I am going to backslide faster than anything. But the, the cool thing is, is, is like I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go bake some stuff right now because we're going to go visit my sister. I have no, no desire for it. Again, I didn't do this, but I... I've got my big book here. I just did my daily writing assignment. I've done my prayer already. That's what I do before I do anything else. And thank you, and I will pass. Thank you, Julie R. And Craig F., it's your turn, and we've only, you've only got about a minute and a half. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, good. Um one of the things that I was uh, taught uh, a long time ago before I was uh, able to put it to use but um, was that when you look at the promises, that uh, one thing you can do is use them for a checklist, uh, a kind of a tripwire to say, are these promises coming true in my life? Kind of do an inventory, and if they're not, ask yourself why. Did, did, did I leave something out? Was there uh, something that uh, I left out of my inventory? Uh, was there something back in step two when I said that I came to believe God could restore me to sanity, but I'm not trusting him on a daily basis? Is there some some amends that uh, I was uh, uh, that I skipped over that I didn't make? And and if I can answer yes to any of that, then then that might be the reason that I haven't seen the promises uh, come true. I, I, I may have left the, the sand out of the mortar, as the big book says. Uh, another thing I want to point out is that we talk about uh, having done the work, and I, I hear a different thing than a lot of people hear because of my vocational background, I suppose. But uh, in physics and engineering, work is defined as force times distance. 
In other words, uh, I can go out and push on a big rock all day long as hard as I want, but if it doesn't move, I haven't done any work from a physical point of view. And and so uh, if you if we've uh, think we've been doing a lot of work, but we're not getting anywhere, the thing isn't moving, then we're probably really not doing the work the way that it's uh, proposed to do. We're not following the simple directions of this book and, uh, and doing them with a, with a recovered guide uh, to help us along the way. Because the promises say that when we do that, when we, do, when we actually do the work, the rock will move. That, uh, Time. The, thank you. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Craig F. I'm sorry. Um, no problem. <laughs> okay. Today's share ID for this, our August 17th or 7 a.m. meeting, is 10,327-10327. And thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Anita J., could you read for us, please, from 164? Our book is meant yes. to be suggestive. Yes, thank you very much, Monica. Um, Anita J., recovered in Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God, Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.